0: KTAR News, 92.3 FM, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. This is the Bully Free and AZ Simulcast with Jamie West and Vince Morata. Proudly supported by NoBull.com and the Earnhardt family no Bull Difference.
1: Good evening, I'm Jamie West, co-host of Arizona's Morning News on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. I am joined this evening by Vince Murata, the co-host of Bickley and Murata on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.
2: Hi, Jamie. I'm excited to be part of this, and we're bringing you a one-hour special show tonight, Bully Free and easy. It's being simulcast on both KTAR News and Arizona Sports because we know the pandemic has led to more frustration, anger, and isolation and even outside of that, bullying continues to negatively impact so many, and we all feel it needs to stop.
1: That's right, bully free and AZ. It's proudly supported by Earnhardt Auto Dealers. And tonight, we have experts discussing all aspects of bullying and what we can do to protect not only ourselves but our families from its toxicity.
2: Yeah, we hope you will text "bully free" to six twenty six twenty. That's a great way to get more information. Again, bully free to six twenty. 620. Later on in tonight's show, uh, Jamie will be talking to Caress Russell, part of the Be Kind People Project, a great organization that uh, is in the same efforts as we are tonight, and that is to stamp out bullying in Arizona and everywhere else.
1: Right now, a name you've become familiar with during the coronavirus pandemic, Dr. Kara Christ, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services. She has been on every station, every channel, and she is the go to person when it comes to the pandemic. In in Arizona and um, right now she is our go-to person when it comes to bullying so thanks for joining us Dr. Chris and we hope you can help us understand how to recognize bullying and
3: bring it to a stop yes thank you for having me today and this is such an important topic especially when our our kids have been at home and online um, during the pandemic so define bullying is it just about behavior is it about power or both so it, it's really about both. It's where you have one individual who has some kind of power or hold over another individual that um, can cause that individual emotional harm, physical harm, um, and and really can set them up for, you know, a lifetime of um, issues.
2: Dr. Krista, I, I know the statistics point out that only 20 to 30 percent of, of kids, students who are bullied actually tell anybody about it. Um, why is that? And you know, because bullying and, and the uh, programs like bully Free AZ have been so much more prominent in recent years, are we seeing those numbers come up where kids are more comfortable in telling people that they feel bullied?
3: so so we do know that the data shows that about 20 to 30 kids are will tell an, an adult or tell somebody else that there's that they are being bullied and there's a number of reasons for that it can be that the kids are afraid that the the bully may um, retaliate if he if they get in trouble it may be that they don't believe the parents or the adult will believe them or will perceive them as weak and that they may be punished so there's a lot of reasons we developed a website at the Department of Health Services called MustStopBullying.org. And it's in partnership with our federal partners that give parents and kids tools and ways to um, either to, if you are being bullied, to uh, stop and stand up for yourself. And if you've got people around you that you feel are being bullied, how to recognize and how to step in to help that individual.
1: This isn't just for parents or teachers. I mean, I'm an aunt uh, I'm a godmother, and I have a lot of children in my life, and it's something that everybody actually can be watching for when it comes to kids.
3: Yes, it absolutely is, and one of the things that we tried to do, because we know that parents and teachers and family members um, are, are always there to to help their kids, we tried to give parents strategies, but we also tried to give uh, peers, other kids strategies on what they can do if they feel that one of their friends or a classmate is being bullied, how can they step in to help, you know, just doing simple things like being nearby or eating lunch with an individual or sitting um, on the bus next to them can make a world of difference and can actually stop the bullying for that individual.
2: Dr. Kara Chris, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services, our guest here, uh, as we continue our Bully Free AZ program on KTAR News 92.3 FM and 987 FM Arizona Sports Station. Dr. Chris, for, for the kids that uh, you know are bullied who don't feel comfortable telling anybody, what are some of the signs that it is actually happening? Something something that they're experiencing that can be uh, a a signal to a parent, to a teacher, to a friend. What are, what are those signs?
3: So what what they're going to what you're going to want to look at especially if you've got a child or a friend does somebody um get into a lot of fights um do they seem fearful are they depressed or withdrawing looking for signs that um aren't how that individual normally acts and
1: what about if a child is bullying someone else and as a parent you obviously can't imagine your child ever doing that but what are some signs that they might be
3: So signs that they might be, again, is if they're getting into a lot of physical altercations, whether that's at school, if they start showing up with new things and can't really explain what happened, if they start to get in trouble in school because the uh, the teachers are identifying that. All of those can be signs that your child may be involved in bullying, um, and, th- and that's a really good time to step in, talk to that child, because th- that child may be working through issues of their own.
1: What kind of feedback have you had um, about the muststopbullying.org website?
3: So we've gotten a lot of really great feedback. We um, partnered with the schools to get the information out to the schools so that they could send that home to families. We did trainings with teachers um, so that they could recognize and step in. And I've gotten a lot of feedback. I've I've got three kiddos of my own. Two of them that that are online and do see our ads, um, and they thought the fact that they could step in and be a superhero or have the power of a you know a cyber hacker. Um, and stop bullying. That was very impactful to them. So just seeing it from their own eyes was was an interesting experience.
1: Now, uh, speaking of your children, you have been in the news and on television and on radio a lot. Were are you concerned at all about maybe your kids getting bullied because of it? And have you talked to them about it?
3: So I, I'm I'm very open with my kids. Um, I not so much from their peers. Um, they've they've been with um, in the same school district for. For most of their school career, for two of them, all of their school career. They've got a really good, uh, close group of friends. But I do worry because there are times that they're online. Um, I try to stay up and see what they're looking at. But, you know, they come to the dinner table and they talk to me about these interactions that they've had with people on the Internet that that I find concerning. And we talk through how to handle that and how to just disengage when you feel that somebody's bullying you online.
1: We are talking to Dr. Kara Chris, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services. I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR 92.3 FM, along with Vince Murata, co-host of Viclia Murata on 98.7 Arizona Sports Station. And coming up next, you know, our lives were totally turned upside down in March thanks to this pandemic. How has it affected bullying, though? We're going to get into that next. You're listening to Bully Free and AZ.
0: KTAR News 92.3 FM, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. In partnership with Earnhardt Auto Centers, this is the Bully Free and AZ simulcast.
1: I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR 92.3 FM, along with Vince Morata, co host of Bickley and Morata on 98.7 Arizona Sports Station. Thank you so much for listening to Bully Free and AZ. We are talking to Dr. Kara Christ, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services.
2: And, uh, Dr. Christ, obviously life has changed for everybody in this country, basically on planet Earth with this, with this pandemic. And we've had online education for a, a quite some time now. And a lot of kids are back in classrooms. So how does this potentially, or are we seeing results already And how, uh, the pandemic life has affected bullying in our schools, whether it's online or in person?
3: So I, I, I would say that. As we come or or as we continue to deal with the pandemic, you know, the pandemic added a lot of levels of stress and we forget that that can really have an impact on our children. And, And so if children are worried about what's going on at home, if they're worried about their family getting sick, if they're worried about a family member who's lost a job and they feel under stress, they may react differently than they normally do. Um, and, And so it's a really good time to talk to your child, find out what's going on at school. You know, they're they're going back. It's a whole new environment. They're wearing masks. They're feeling a little bit more uncomfortable. They don't get to do their normal routines. And that could set kids up to potentially be in a bullying situation, whether they are the ones that are being bullied or. They feel the need to bully others to have some kind of power, some kind of control in their life that they feel they've got control over. Is it also like a stress
1: outlet? Because as you mentioned, there are a lot of different stresses happening for children right now.
3: So it, it definitely could be for uh, for children, especially when they don't know how to express themselves. They don't have those same type of coping mechanisms um, that adults do. It's not as easy for them to express how they're feeling. And so they may take it out on others. And that may result in, you know, um, bullying other kids, you know, trying to take things from them, making them feel less so that they could feel better about the situation.
2: Yeah, and, and I alluded to it earlier, Dr. Christ, you know, a lot of kids still doing the online learning thing, but uh, we're familiar with another type of bullying uh, where this applies, but it also applies in other areas, and that's cyberbullying, uh, whether it's on social media, there's been some uh, well-publicized cases of that. What, what are some of the signs that parents and others can look for that a kid is being bullied online?
3: So you're going to want to look um, to to see what their interactions online have been. I've always told my kids that if I walk in the room and that laptop immediately gets closed, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask what they were looking at. Um, And and it could just be very simple things that they may not realize that they're doing. But if they like an embarrassing post or forward on or retweet something that could be embarrassing to others, they may be unintentionally um, participating in bullying of another person But we all know, we've all seen it on Twitter or on social media, people feel empowered when they don't have to say it directly to somebody's face. So sometimes it's very easy um, to uh, say something that could be hurtful that you wouldn't have said if you were in an in-person interaction.
1: Yes, we get that a lot on the KTAR website on our stories (laughs) from comments. I just want to mention real quick, we are talking to Dr. Kara Chris, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services. There is a number you can text. For more information about bullying, it's a uh, bully text bully free to six twenty six twenty and you'll get some more information that's bully free to six twenty six twenty. Now, there are a lot of children, Dr. Chris, who do have underlying conditions who may be at higher risk if they were to get the coronavirus. And so they are forced to wear masks pretty much all the time to protect their health. They may be getting bullied for it, for wearing masks. So what can we tell them?
3: So this would be something that you you want to make sure that you have you know open lines of communication. You want to check in with those kids often, but this is also where it's important that not only those children are wearing masks, but the children around them. Um, I had a discussion with my daughter that that when I wear my mask. It's not not protecting me as much as it's telling everyone around them that I care about them and I'm concerned about their health. And and so it's really important to do that when you're out in public. And so we can support those kids that may need uh, additional support by mask wearing, extra physical distancing, but then treating them with kindness and respect and making sure that they are being inclusive when kids are playing, when they are doing um, special activities, and, and really trying to make sure that everybody has. As a friend
2: other than the things that you've mentioned uh, dr. Chris what are some of the other things that that parents can do in, in a situation like this
3: so it, it's really good to talk very openly about your kids help them understand what bullying is and you want to talk about that and how to stand up to it safely you 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 don't want to put a child in a um, into a situation where they feel that they have to stand up but it's going to be dangerous for them and the other child but how do you go seek help? Who's the right person to seek out? And, and how do you get that help so that so that everybody in this situation stays safe?
1: And as teachers and other staff at schools have been trained on how to handle the pandemic as children return and also for online learning, are they also getting more training on the different kinds of bullying that are happening
3: now? So we have been providing um, training on um, muststopbullying.org dot org and in our partnerships with education, because it's very important. We know how busy teachers are. We know that they deal with a lot of a lot of kids in the classroom, but they're also the ones that spend a significant amount of time with the children, and they're the ones that are not only going to be able to spot um, physical abuse, um, emotional abuse, but also bullying situations that those kids in their classrooms or in their schools might be. Um, might be undergoing.
2: Speaking with Dr. Kara Chris, the director of Arizona Department of Health Services here on Bully Free and AZ, I'm Vince Murata, the co host of the Bickley Murata Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, along with Jamie West, one of the hosts of the Arizona Morning News on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Dr. Chris, you know, I I look back to my own childhood and and my formative school age years were in the late 70s and early 80s, and bullying certainly was a thing, but it seems like looking back, uh, the the mindset about bullying was almost that it was a rite of passage. Uh, It was something that kids did to each other, uh, as terrible as it could be. Uh, In recent efforts uh, for uh, muststopbullying.org and what we're doing here for Bully Free AZ, how dangerous, how pervasive is that mindset how how much does that linger with the older generations uh, you know that that went through it uh, but kind of view it as hey it's it's just a part of growing up
3: and I think that that's a difficult line because if you grew up in that era you may you may feel that that's okay but we know that that can cause lasting um, damage to kids who are bullied as well as as physical harm. So what we wanna make sure is that kids today understand that it is not okay, that we need to treat everybody with kindness and respect. And especially during times when people are undergoing even more stress because that is just one more stressor that could potentially result in a bad outcome. And we wanna make sure kids feel supported, that they feel safe, Um, and that they can grow up in a healthy and safe atmosphere. You
1: know, uh, Dr. Chris, that's something I did not feel as a child. I did not feel supported and I did not feel safe. I was a bullied child. Uh, and boy, do I have some horror stories. In fact, I'm going to be talking a little bit about it next. Our guest, Dr. Kara Chris, is the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services. I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR 92.3 FM, along with Vince Murata, co-host of Viclia and Murata on 98.7 Arizona Sports Station. Yes, coming up next, uh, this is very personal to me. I'm going to share my story about being bullied, what my parents did about it, and how you may be able to help your child. You're listening to Bully Free in AZ.
0: KTAR News 92.3 FM and 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station, in partnership with Earnhardt Auto Centers, are proud to bring you this special Bully Free in AZ simulcast now back to jamie and vince
1: jamie west here from arizona's morning news on ktar 92.3 fm along with vince morata co-host of bickley and morata on 98.7 arizona sports station thank you so much for listening to this important program bully free and az we are talking to dr kara chris the director of the arizona department of health services uh dr chris mention your website again that uh, parents teachers families can turn to
3: Yes. So at the Arizona Department of Health Services, we launched muststopbullying.org. And it really gives tips for both um, parents and adults, as well as children who um, either may be bullying or may be being bullied and, and how to stop that situation.
1: All right. Thank you very much. And, you know, I was mentioning before the break that I had a, this is a cause that's very personal to me because I was bullied and I don't share this with a lot of people. I, I haven't really told my husband or my parents too much about it, but I was bullied pretty relentlessly, relentlessly from the time I was, say, seven years old until I got into high school. And um, I, I mean, from, you know, in fourth grade, the older boys following me home. I walked home from school and throwing rocks at me the entire time I was walking home to um, I, I remember my third grade class. My mom and me you know, start wearing a training bra. I was the chunky kid. OK, uh, I had two things going against me in the eyes of a lot of children, and that was I was overweight and I was smart. So two things to get picked on for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can remember my entire class out on the playground surrounding me in a circle when I was the first day I had to wear a training bra to class. And they would run up behind me and snap my bra strap and I'd turn around and then somebody from behind me the other direction would come. And that's how one of my recesses went. And you may think, oh, so what, Jamie? But I'm telling you, when this goes on day after day for a child, And then you go home and you really can't say what's going on with you because I had very young parents. Hmm. They really, they didn't know how to deal with a child who was being bullied. They, and, and at that time, you know, it wasn't something that was really talked about a lot on television or radio or in magazines. There wasn't a lot of advice out there. And all I knew was if I got in trouble at school, I would get in worse trouble at home. So I, I mean, we weren't even allowed, my sister and I weren't even allowed to tell each other to shut up at home. So I knew that I couldn't stand up for myself for fear of getting in trouble, not only at school, but also at home. And um, so things began to ease once I got into high school and stuff, but those formative years, I developed a personality of wanting everybody to like me, wanting to be a pleaser, wanting to fit in, wanting to be accepted. I remember my 11th birthday, invited all the girls from my class. Nobody showed up. I had a big party, all decorated, everything. I mean, we turned the whole garage, we hung sheets, lights, and everything. Not a single person showed up. Talk about Humiliation. That is a big deal for an 11 year old girl. So, by the time I got into high school, I made a lot of really poor choices. That I probably wouldn't have made had I not been bullied. And I say that because I made a lot of choices that came to peer pressure that actually could have destroyed my life, been life changing, uh, but for the grace of God. And I want parents to realize that early intervention in your child's life when it comes to bullying can be so important for their later years and the decisions they make as young adults and adults. So uh, now that I've gotten that out of the way before I get, I, you know, I look back at my younger self and it's like I look at that child and I think, gosh, I wish I could just tell you to stand up for yourself, you know, but you can't. You can't go back. You just have to learn from it. And I'm just glad things worked out as well as they did. But I have to ask you, Dr. Kara Christ, from the uh, director of the Arizona Department of Health Services, how should parents intervene when their child is being bullied? My parents didn't know how.
3: Right, and and it's it is very hard, um, especially when when it's a child of, of your own, because you you want to help that child, and so you want to make sure that you are supporting um, the child when they come and talk to you. Listen, make sure you're focusing on what they're telling you, and that you're visually showing signs that you want to help, and you want to assure them that it's not their fault. Um, The kids may have trouble talking about it. It's embarrassing. They may feel that they're going to get in trouble. They may feel that they're the ones to blame. And so you want to make sure that if they're not comfortable talking to you, that they have a safe adult, whether that's a teacher, another family member, a psychologist, someone they can feel safe to talk to. And you want to model the appropriate behavior and give advice about what to do. And so what can make that child feel safe? What can make um, how can they stand up for themselves and project confidently and tell the bully or bully to stop, whether that's with humor or giving them a tool um, or a, a toolbox, actually, to that they can use in order to to help themselves and then just make sure that you are there for them. Um, when they need. This bullying probably isn't going to stop the first time they stand up. It may not stop the second time they do, but they have to be persistent and they have to make their wishes known.
2: How much, Dr. Chris, do you you stress the timing of the initiation of that conversation between parent and child? You know, stemming from from Jamie's story, she said she didn't feel uh, supported uh, and and couldn't tell her parents. So, uh, you know, how, how much is just letting the child know before even there's a problem. How much is that stressed uh, these days in in terms of stopping bullying? You know, so the the child feels comfortable approaching a parent to telling them what happened.
3: So I try to keep, I, I think that that's an ongoing conversation that every parent should start immediately with their child. So really asking them how their day went asking probing questions, if they just say, fine, my kids know that they're not going to get away with fine at the dinner table. I'm going to ask, and I'm always going to tell them, you know, I am your mom. There is nothing, anything you could do that would make me not love you or not want to be with you. So you can tell me whatever it is, and we will work through it. I, I repeat that on almost a daily basis. And I try to make sure that they know that they can come to me Without being judged, but I am also going to hold them accountable for their actions. So if they are bullying or they're being mean, especially to their siblings or to peers that I witness, I I do hold them accountable because they don't like when they feel being bullied or when somebody has said something mean. And and I try to remind them of that when they do that to others.
1: And no parent, and and so
3: just really keeping
1: it open. And no parent likes to know that their child is a bully. So uh, those resources right. are available as well on, on what to do if your child is the bully in a situation, right?
3: Yes. And so on our website, you can um, there are tips for parents if you think your child is being bullied, but also if you think your child is bullying others, how do you talk to them um, in in get them to stop and provide them the support that they need um, in order to feel confident and make different choices
2: in the instance of bullying um, and if other children that aren't directly involved witness uh, are are nearby for these acts of bullying dr christ what what can those children do to to help uh, not only support the victim but to i I don't know uh, try to quell the situation
3: so, so there are things that they can do. They can run and get uh, a trusted adult immediately so that somebody intervenes. And it, it's okay to, to go find somebody that can help. They can also tell the individual to stop that that's not the right thing to do. And they can stay near the child that is being bullied. Um, you know, one of the things that we always want to encourage is that children know that um, That they also, though, can step back. And so if they're afraid, we don't want children to put themselves into a situation where it may not be safe for them. And even children who aren't part of the bullying but are witnessing, that can impact them and impact their behaviors as well. So adults are really going to want to make sure if there were witnesses or if there was somebody that was standing off but watching, Talk to them, find out how they're feeling, and make sure that they know that they are safe because it, it, that can be a scary thing for a child. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much. Dr. Kara Chris, the director of the Arizona Department of Health Services, that website that we've mentioned again is muststopbullying.org. It is from the Arizona Department of Health Services, muststopbullying.org. Thank you, Dr. Chris. I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR 923 FM, along with Vince Murata, co host of Bickley and Morata. Arizona Sports Station. And coming up, it's called the Be Kind People Project. We're going to talk about it next. You're listening to Bully Free in AZ.
0: KTAR News 92.3 FM 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station in partnership with Earnhardt Auto Centers. This is the Bully Free in AZ simulcast.
1: I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR 92.3 FM along with Vince Morata, co-host of Bickley and Morata on 98.7 Arizona Sports Station. Thank you so much for listening to Bully Free in AZ this evening. Joining us now is Caress Russell from the Be Kind People Project.
2: Uh, I like the name of that organization, Caress. Tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us more about the Be Kind People Project.
4: Sure, sure, yeah. So the Be Kind People Project um, is a nonprofit organization um, specializing in programming for youth that is geared towards teaching them about kindness um, and basically around the concept of character building um, and those emotional kind of areas that, that we run into every day in our interactions. So,
1: Some of the kindest gestures I've ever witnessed... And also, some of the meanest come from kids yeah. Uh, yeah and and I love the fact that you're promoting choosing kindness absolutely uh, what do you say to a child who is uh the victim of some unkindness who is being bullied? you
4: know first off, I think you have to you have to show compassion for them, right? They want someone to understand where they're coming from. Secondly, I think for those kids who are dealing with that on an ongoing basis, I think you have to start kind of tweaking their mindset to say, you know, the people who are maybe victimizing you or the people who are are, are bullying you, try to kind of think of what their personal issues may be. Maybe go back and, and, and try to consider where they come from, what some of the things they may be dealing with. And that may, in turn, may help you cope with the anger you may feel towards that person as a result of being a victim of their bullying. Um, so it's kind of it's it's kind of like you know going back in the roots and saying you know who are you and why is this, why are you doing this and kind of you know kids act out people act out um, and getting to the root of it I think um, and, and instilling the fact that that may be an option and that's that's really the road we need to go down I think is a good way to handle that
2: in terms of the communication uh, in, in talking to kids about bullying, Caress. How much more valuable do you find it if you can talk in a conceptual approach and not have to wait until? OK, this kid's getting bullied. How do I talk to them? How do I talk to the bully? How valuable is it to kind of have a seed planting type of org- uh, uh, conversation, um, maybe to, to shape a mindset moving forward?
4: Yep. And I think that's exactly what we're we're trying to do here at Be Kind, right? It's, it's laying the skills down to instill that before you even have to deal with it. And I think what it is, is it's exposure without necessarily it being... Um, organic right it's 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 intentional exposure and by intentional exposure we can then shape the way that they handle these situations instead of it being more reactive we are proactive in that approach and by doing that we kind of put them in different scenarios and that's what some of our programming does it puts them in scenarios it lets them watch scenarios and see how that plays out so then, when you are in turn you know experiencing something like that you know what to do right and you're not just saying oh this is what i did this is what i so uh, essentially it's getting ahead of the pro getting ahead of the problem and and being able to provide the solution and. hopefully be able to eradicate that behavior in those small groups within the, the schools and the organizations and the homes that we're in. So
1: on that note, do you have a conversation with your kids ahead of time if you're concerned they might become a bully or are bullying?
4: Yeah, first off, I think that each and every person has the obligation to analyze themselves before they can analyze anyone else right so I think we have to say to ourselves like how am I treating someone um, how am I you know how, what what kind of behaviors can I change within um, in the way that I interact and that is the first step before we can even say you know this person did this or this person did that yeah okay well, where what, what did you do what 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 part of that conversation or that interaction did you contribute to um, and so it's our responsibility to teach that to our kids to teach it to our students and so I think that's a great way to start off in terms of and instilling in them that, that self-responsibility um, when it comes to what I can and cannot do um, in my interactions. And then at the same time, too, I think it's also important for us to sit down and say, OK, this is who I am and, and, and these are some of the issues I'm facing and then be able to talk about that or to be able to even bringing up, bring it up and to have the confidence in being able to say, here's something I am dealing with, you know. Um, and then as a parent, as an administrator, as a teacher, it's our job to try and find that, you know, what's the root? Again, getting back to that, what's the cause of this? I know you're acting out, but why, you know, Um, and and making that a a priority and seeking not not only solutions, discipline, but also just a plan of action.
2: We're speaking with Caress Russell from the Be Kind People Project. Earlier uh, on this program, Caress, we had the discussion about uh, and I brought up the point. um, There seems to be at least a lingering mindset a little bit that uh, bullying uh, when I was a kid, it was wrong but it was kind of thought of as a rite of passage. Uh. So that old school mentality, I think, can be very damaging in trying to stamp out this this, this issue. Uh, on the other side of that is maybe an old school parent. Um, and the scenario I want to present to you is, let's say a kid is having trouble at school or in another environment, goes home, talks to the parent, and we get the old school parent who says, oh, just punch him in the face <laughs> or you know, fight him. Uh-huh. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll leave you alone. Um, And once upon a time, that was common practice. Mm -hmm. It's not anymore. I don't think it's productive anymore. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a parent who had that mindset in 2020?
4: Well, you know, first off, I understand where that mindset comes from, right? It comes from, like, you know, garnering that self-confidence to defend yourself, right? Toughen up
1: buttercup. Exactly, right?
4: right? It's like, get in the ring. Don't just Uh sit back and let anybody just push you over. However, at the same time, especially in the world that we live in now, using your words rather than your your fists or violence is also a great and, and, and the most important thing that we can teach our students and not just for their 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 youth but also as they get older, because those consequences of that physical violence have so much more weight than it yes. does your your ability to speak right um, and being able to articulate how you feel is a is a superpower um, so so transitioning that mindset and to say, "Let me teach you how to use this you know verbally and and to, and to use your resources to be able to help you address situations ultimately is the best lesson a kid a student can learn in order to navigate you know a much more adult world that may or may not be successful or uh, um, acceptable to whoever they are. We're talking to Chris Russell from the Be Kind People Project. Is this a national organization? It is a national organization. Um, and you know, with, with 2020 comes digital access. And so right. with digital access so international, we have better, reach. right? Yeah. 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 So,
1: yeah. and I saw, I went on your website and I saw a Be Kind pledge. Tell us what that is and what it means.
4: Yeah. So the Be Kind pledge is a list of almost like these talents or these skills that we work to instill in students. So it's stuff like, you know, being responsible, be kind, you know, be courteous, you know, all, all of these sorts of things. And it's, 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 it's really a list of guidelines that we believe help to build that character that we're talking about, planting those seeds that ultimately help students navigate those interactions in a much more positive way.
1: So is this program in Arizona schools or you have it in schools across the country or how are you getting this to the students?
4: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, before 2020, before COVID, we were in the schools and we, we had our Be Kind crew going in there and doing <laughs> amazing energetic assemblies and dancing and, and singing and doing all sorts of things with kids. And now we've transitioned that to online programming so students are able to actually Access to our assemblies and all sorts of things. So, we actually are still in schools, and students who are a part of the schools that we're in get access to that programming. But we also have the options for parents who are teaching from home, um, other schools, and administrators that are doing other things with students to have that same access as well.
2: Generally speaking, how receptive are kids these days to, to programs like yours?
4: Yeah. Very. Um, and, and I think one of the reasons that we have such success is because of the the mode with which we deliver our our message. And that's through this high energy. You know, uh, we've got hip hop dancers coming through. <laughs> you know, we've got a, a really, really um, uh, unique way of getting the message across. And I think that kids are really, really resonating with that. Um, it's kind of like that step up from from the ABC and the one, two, three. Now it's right. like, oh, we're going to beatbox and, you know, we're going to do all these other things and spoken word and jam it out. And so they really respond very well. How do we get involved? Well, first off, do we
1: have to have a child or do we have to be in a school? I mean, can anybody get involved?
4: Yeah, you know, there's multiple ways you can get involved. For us, uh, we're we're doing all sorts of charities. Like I said, we are a nonprofit, you know, so giving to the cause as well is one way you can get involved. If you have students or you just want to support the cause of getting this type of education and character building supplements to students, um, that's one of the great ways you can. In addition to that, we're posting things online all the time now. Um, So sharing, reposting, you know, pushing that message out. That's awesome as well to get that to anyone who is in your personal network additionally if you are a student administrator um or parent looking for programming to go to our website be kind people and you can find all sorts of access to all of our kind of programming to be to bring into your schools or your homes um so there's multiple ways you can get involved we also have um different events that are going on in our community um and so we're, we're definitely reaching out for anyone who wants to volunteer and be a part of that as well so there's so many different ways you can be involved in the be kind people project
2: and uh, you've had to pivot like everybody else has during COVID. So oh, yeah. you said you used to be more in the schools, now more online. When things get back to normal, now you've got a, a two-pronged approach to reach even more people.
4: Exactly. And the great thing is, is our online program is is not just, you know, a, a video of what was. Our, we actually have real connections where they log on and talk to the same people who were singing and dancing in their classrooms. They talk to them right there live on Zoom. So they keep that growth going. Um, and, and we don't actually ever rip apart. So it's it's, it's an awesome uh, growth growth time. And you said you've had to
1: change a lot of your events because of the pandemic and social distancing and things like that. Are you still having live events, I mean, community events, or are they all online now?
4: Yes. So, well, right now uh, they have been online. um, And as uh, regulations are starting to relax a bit. We are in the process of, of thinking about that. What does that programming look like? And as we're uh, talking in our in our own private circles about what uh, our assemblies look like, what our full circle looks like, we're, we're we're thinking about okay, what does it look like to have people physically in a space that is six feet apart? So that's something that we're definitely you know entertaining at the time.
2: Yeah, I want to point people to the Be Kind People Project dot org. Yes. I'm uh, I've got it in front of me right now. It's a great organization. <laughs> they do a lot of good things and. Uh, Generally speaking, whether it's kids or adults, I think we need more kindness in this world. Oh, so yes. thank you for everything that you do, Caress. Thank, thank you, so
1: you Caress. And I by the it. way, Caress is wearing a shirt that says Choose Kindness. Absolutely. It's an awesome shirt. If you were to sell those on your website, I think you would raise a lot of them. Oh, well, like uh, we're, we're going to
4: put it on the homepage. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks thank you so very much. It. It.
1: Caress Russell with the Be Kind People Project. The website is, once again, the Be Kind People org. Thank you so much for being part of this special program and for all you do to help help out to uh, end bullying, which is such an important thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm Jamie West from Arizona's Morning News on KTAR two three FM, along with Vince Morata, co-host of Bickley and Murata on eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. You have been listening, and thank you for
4: listening to Bully Free in AZ.